0: Hey, y'all, this is Ginger DeVries, guest number 56 of the podcast encouraging you today to use your position to broadcast God's love.
1: All things work together for the good to those who love God and to those who's called according to His purpose. God has sent Jesus to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives. Freedom, my (laughs) friends.
0: That season may not be the thing that you wanted necessarily, but God needs you to learn something.
1: God has given her an ability to help people change the narrative of their life. If you do not genuinely believe in prayer, then there's no point in doing it. Hindsight with God, you understand, but yeah. In the middle of stuff, you just got to hang on and trust them. We're
0: not supposed to do for God. We're supposed to be for God. The doing is a side effect. Mm. God is able to bless you abundantly. If he can take care of the birds of the air and the flowers of the field, so more can he do for you.
1: My family and my husband and I sat in the store before we opened and we just prayed over the store and that we would unapologetically show the love of Christ. It's all going to work together for your good. If you love God, you just continue to stay humble, seek God, and it's going to be okay it's going to be okay.
0: God's Word says, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. We pray this episode is an encouragement to you to go out and use your position to broadcast His love. From Scotto Albritton Studios, here's your host, Ricky. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Broadcast His Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name, because it's all about Jesus living life on purpose for Him. And today we're talking with a friend of mine, Nan Charlin. She's the owner and operator of the Laurel Oaken Bed and Breakfast in Gainesville, Florida with her husband, Dave. And you all have been doing this for four years now. We've been friends since 2019. You've been on the podcast, one of our original yes. guests. Love you. How are you? Love you. Love your heart. How's it end? It's
1: great. So seasonably in Gainesville, Florida in July, which is when this is being recorded, yeah. Nothing goes on. Most of them are out of school. The parents are going anywhere but Gainesville because they all start coming back to Gainesville in August. So this is seasonably the very slowest time in our life. But this is the first year that Dave and I have got to like see that because we came in and then COVID came with a wrecking ball and and people were traveling in July. So this is the first summer we're like, oh, I think next summer we're closing the end for July. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, seriously, that would be so great because you all are in a position of serving in your inn the whole time you're there. It is a hotel lifestyle. There are so many things I could ask you because for the person listening, they're wanting to learn and grow in their relationship with Jesus and broadcast his love. I mean, I also want to ask you how you just have energy. And know that God has still called you to do something. You know that you have purpose in your life in the things that you do over again. Like I brought in the trash today and I'm like, oh my gosh, I do this every week. Like God has a plan for my life. You know what I mean? Like, how do you do, how do you change the sheets and take out the trash and flip a room with the energy that you do four years after starting it in? So I can I ask you that up front? I mean, can we just talk about how do you have the passion to continue to do what you do?
1: Yeah. Um, Great question. And because, you know, I don't, you might know this about me. I came out of a kind of high level professional career to be an innkeeper. And because I felt called by God to be an innkeeper, but he didn't give me that job description. And I'm an HR professional, so I can use it like that. Like he didn't say, you're going to take out the trash and you're going to, make beds every day he said you're going to go be an innkeeper and so um when I got here this was pretty domesticated for me this was like my full-time job was cleaning and unloading the dishwasher and oh I was like god <laughs> I think you missed your mark and I actually was really resentful for a while and uh, I mean <laughs> I blamed, I became the victim, I had my pity party, I did it all. Mm -hmm. And one day God said to me, and I think I mentioned this to you, actually, one time when we were talking recently. um, And he said, Nan, I just need you to be an innkeeper. Like, that's what I've called you to do. Like, yes, you have to wash sheets every day and you have to take the trash out and it comes on Wednesday, Nan. So that's what you do. Don't forget. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And when I got that message and let me tell you, it wasn't quite a burning bush message, but it was darn close. I'm like, got it. This is what you want me to do. And he's like, this is what I want you to do. And I want you to love my people.
0: How does that look in
1: everyday life? I get up. I'm in the kitchen by 8 o'clock preparing breakfast, getting ready to serve breakfast at 9 o'clock for the guests that are staying at the inn. And then we kind of do our day until the guests check out at 11. I mean, a bed and breakfast is a hotel, except we're intimately involved with our guests. We have the means to have 11 people at the ha- in the house all the time. And um, they're standing in the kitchen. As you know, you were one of our very first guests. I love and, it. Yes. And, um, you know, just talking about ordinary things or, or living vicariously through people that travel now for a living, like that's their retirement or that's their vacation plans. And we are living vicariously through that. I mean, we <laughs> see people that are coming to like go on to Savannah or the Blue Ridge Mountains or to Alaska or European vacations and but they tell us all these things like like four doors the um that big book that you travel with the travel yeah. guide like, Yes, there's a the travel guide they <laughs> they've seen northern lights and it's amazing. They've laid on ice in Alaska
0: as their bed. Oh, that would be amazing. It's so hot right now. I would do that at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hot. <laughs> so yes, I I, I want to share with you before we start talking about relationships, Mark one thirty-five, and it just talks about Jesus going to pray. And it says, early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up and slipped out to a solitary place to pray. It is hard to get up early but jesus did it and he got up he went to a solitary place to pray and 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 i have to do that i wish i could tell
1: you i do it 7 days a week but i it, it is one of the most important times of my day mm-hmm. i look forward to it i i probably do do it really 5 times a week but i'm i'm, I'm deeply bedded into a Bible study right now. So I am doing it pretty seven days a week because I'm just great inspired by it. But I have to say that is that time in the morning when I'm like, God, I have so much on my plate today. I need you to design this day. I need you to literally make today your miracle. And he does it and he does it so well. Like, then I remove my worry. If I double booked myself, if I have guests that need every ounce of my like physical ability to talk to them, to get them through, I guess left this morning, she's got to make a decision about her dog dying.
0: Oh my I mean, goodness. Yeah. And,
1: and they, that's the world right then. Yeah. And so, and sometimes I have a plan to meet with somebody at one o'clock for lunch or whatever. And this lady, this guest, she's not on my schedule. And so God redesigns it all day, every day. And those are like miracles from our father, but it all starts from talking to him first thing in the morning. Like that's where he knows what you need.
0: And I, I don't know if you mind sharing this, but you all had an awesome dog, Rusty. And, It's so hard when we go through hard seasons and I know he recently passed away, but were you able to comfort her this morning because of that?
1: So she's been here for two days. Mm -hmm. She has spent, when I say thousands beyond $10,000, trying to make sure her dog doesn't die. And all the doctors are like, I mean, she's at the best vet clinic in Florida right now. And her doctors are like, we're at the end here. And she is not ready to give in. And so the first day or two, she's kind of really, you know, her dog's her life. She didn't plan this eight days ago. right? And, um, and so I was like, God, did you bring or take Rusty from my life? And we can kind of, that's how I feel. Yeah. Did you take Rusty so that this moment can happen and, and just pour empathy on me so I know what, to do in that moment and I really didn't know and, and she's very distracted right now and so forth and so um remember she's been here two days leading up to this morning um I really other than just listening to her stories didn't offer a lot didn't say anything but then I saw her at like eight at eight eight thirty this morning she was on the porch kind of in her quiet space and she said, I just have to talk to you. What your husband said to me this morning, I saw him on the way out. He leaves at 6 a.m. He said, and and Dave can get very somber. Like he his heart is the most tender heart you've ever seen. So um it's he can easily tear up. And yeah. she said, um, I think I made Dave cry over the loss of Rusty. And I'm like, mm, I I don't think you did. Like Dave only thinks happy memories about Rusty. Yeah. I, I don't think you did. And she said, no, I think I did. And we were talking about him and I was talking about uh, my dog and I almost used the name, but I want to keep prophecy there. And and then she said, um, but Dave said to me, are you keeping your girl for you or for her? Mm. And she's like, I think that was what changed me. And now, so those are what we get to do at the end. So it was more Dave got to say, look, your dog's in severe pain. This came on very fast in nine days, nine, 10 days. And so, mm. so Dave was able to say, reconcile your heart and be ready to kiss yeah. goodbye." And so it did lead to the conversation. And this will kind of wrap this. And I mm. said, um, your, your puppy dog does not belong in a kennel at the vet. Your puppy dog belongs with you laying in the grass in your yard. Right. And y'all decide when it's time for her to close her eyes. That's what needs to happen. Like inevitably, I don't know that the doctors can do anymore for her.
0: You all just went through something like this. And I think God puts people in our lives to help us along. And even if it's not starting Genesis 1-1 and reading the Bible Just to be there for someone and comfort them. And like you said, with a humble spirit, you're going to God like, God, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to do? How do you want me to have empathy for this person? That can be applied to everything in our life. God, what do you want me to say in this appointment? God, what do you want me to say or do in this meeting? How do you want me to handle this conversation? How do you want me to handle this relationship, God? Just asking for his will for your life is a simple prayer. And he will show you what to do. Just lean into him, you know, draw near to Jesus. And that's what we want to encourage you to do here on this podcast. And today, Nan, we were talking earlier about relationships, relationship with others, relationships with people who don't look like you or talk like you. And I know you see all different walks of life through your end. So just talking before it sounded like a good conversation to talk about today, which which is our relationships. And and how do you do that well according to god's word so what has god been showing you with how to steward your relationships
1: yeah so um i, I mean first i had to build a relationship with god so that i could maybe start mirroring god to the best mm-hmm. of my ability like the character of god right and i believe that god says relationships are the foundation of all things like that is where it all starts love god love people and if you think about His commandment, like when Jesus is asked, and and you can look in Matthew and you can look in Mark, you can't look in John, who I love, and so did Jesus. (laughs) But, um, looking in Matthew, you can look in Deuteronomy, by the way, and it says this to love your Lord, your God, with all your heart, soul, and mind, right? And to love your neighbor as yourself, and that sounds so easy. And so, sometimes people come in, are in. Mm-hmm. and respectfully can be just this vivacious thing in life, have more energy than I know I have. Yeah. And, and they're just amazing, love the world, love God, love people. And those are the easiest people to love. right? Then there's probably the other 90% that walk in here and they're as broken as you could imagine and you don't know it immediately. And then you hear that they're fighting with their child who their adult child or they don't believe in God and you know it because there's it sometimes you can sense it and sometimes you just know it because they're throwing cuss words all over the place and I don't think that that's kind of representative of us do you know what I mean
0: Oh yeah, I agree. I had someone tell me the other day, I was talking about a different conversation. I was like, they were cussing. It just kind of, you know, it was a little awkward. I knew they were a believer. She's like, Oh, I'm a Christian. I cuss. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I said, what if your children cussed? She goes, Oh, I would tell them to stop cussing. I was like, that's how God sees us. You know yeah. what I mean? Okay. So, and I don't want to say this for the person listening. Who's like, a pastor who cusses a little, like yes. there is grace, like, but I don't think we should be talking trash. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and
1: sometimes, so, I mean, people don't realize that their vocabulary is really colorful. They I just don't love it. It's just like another word, like the, or, and, and, <laughs> and sometimes it's hard for me to hear those big bombs go
0: off other countries see certain words as cuss words so the word bloody is a cuss word in england but yeah. here i'm like you know it's bloody
1: <laughs> i did not know bloody was a cuss word in careful england. careful careful, careful.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness okay <laughs> now <laughs> I know. Bleep. No, I'm just kidding. On broadcast is love. That would be terrible. Okay, this podcast is to encourage you to use your position, no matter what it is, to broadcast is love. So that's right. (laughs) So in our relationships, we have to give ourselves some grace. So, but just what is God showing you with the with the people that you were talking about who who don't know God? How are you able to show them God's love?
1: You know. Oh gosh, I wish I had this answer. I just have to love them like I I feel like in some ways I I just have to accept them they have to feel the freedom to stand in our kitchen drinking coffee and say whatever they want say what they did last night that I wish I did or didn't agree with one of the two we have to love Mm -hmm. some of the hardest people to love this is not about loving your best friend even when she makes you mad This is about loving the people that are the hardest to love. Like think in your mind right now, you love this person so much when they're on their A game, but gosh, they are so stinking hard to love every other day of the week. And God continues
0: to ask me to mingle and to love. When it comes to being in close relationship with someone, you know, like um, somebody who you're sharing your life with, somebody who you're having that deep connection with, um, you know, sharing, I d- I want to use the word secrets just to be just to like super yeah. keep it simple, but someone who you're sharing secrets with, they, they really need to be a trusted person. And a friend of mine was telling me recently, she's a Christian. She's like, trust is something that is earned. Like you have, to, someone has to earn your trust, you know? And, um, if they break your trust, they have to earn it back again. That's how trust works. But when you were just talking about relationships, I just started reading this book by Jenny Allen. It's called Find Your People. Um, When I say just, I've been reading it all summer, but I'm not done with it yet. Um, But the chapter one says this, and the only reason why I want to read this is just to talk about connection, talk about connecting with people, because we do have different relationships with different groups of people. And Mm-hmm. You know at your end, these are your customers. You know I, like I have customers, it's a different relationship. But um this is talking about that deep relationship. In the in chapter 1 it says, "Do you believe that you were built for true radical connection? Even if you're an introvert, we are all physically, emotionally and spiritually hardwired by God for relationship. From the moment you were born until you take your last breath, deep authentic connection is the thing your soul most craves, not just an occasional experience." But as a reality woven into every day of your life, like we want that deep connection. And I can only imagine that some people who are coming into your inner possibly so lonely and they're coming to you like, I need deep connection. Like, I want to tell you what I did last night that I regret this morning. You know, how do you show them compassion.
1: I want to say like two years ago, I really was praying about what is our mission and what are kind of what do we live by here at the end. And beyond a shadow of a doubt, God said it is you receive in love and hospitality. And I'm embarrassed to tell you, I cannot remember what uh, book that's I, I want to say that it was Paul, I think, talking to uh, maybe Ephesus. I Don't quote me on that. But he starts talking about these women at the end. And he's like, I want you to receive them in love and hospitality. That's when if you can receive people in love and hospitality, I am in the hospitality business. So I knew that's all I'm called to do is so be hospitable and love. It's pretty easy that having compassion on that person that's like, I hope you didn't hear me get rowdy last night. And I'm sorry for breaking this or whatever. Like, who cares? I hope you had a great time and I hope you love being at the Laurel Oak Inn. That's what I hope. I don't hope they don't take my couch out one day, but if (laughs) they need it, I
0: guess. (laughs) I'm trying to have a servant's heart, God, but I really (laughs) like my couch, God. (laughs) I think I can get that one back. (laughs) Exactly. Well, the Bible verse that's helping you in this season, we talked about this before we started recording and I think it's really powerful. Um, It's really moving and it just really hits home to talking about relationships. So I've got to ask you what Bible verse is encouraging you in this season?
1: Well, thanks. Um, So I'm going to speak to Matthew 22, 36 through 40. Like that verse is, um, and, and the Sadducees are questioning Jesus and he replies, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second, is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. And when I was just kind of prepping, I just want people to understand one thing I have learned so much about the Bible. I, I've been a person since third grade. I'll, I'll be 50, you know, next Tuesday. Congratulations.
0: And you say it like
1: that's like a big deal.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you just have so much to give um, and 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 we're here for it. So yeah, keep going. We're, we're here to learn. Um, I I just, the Bible looks so different to me these
1: days. And um, you can see that scripture in Matthew. You can see it in Mark. You can see it in Luke. I joke, well, not, you can see the incident in Luke. He does not go to the commandment. But I joke, because it's not in John, but John has a whole different way of approaching the word. You can also see it in Deuteronomy. And by the way, that's before Jesus came. That was Old Testament God in Deuteronomy 6, 4, and 5 love the Lord, your God with all your heart, Mm -hmm. soul, mind. So like God is consistent. And that is, he shows me that in so many places of his Bible. Now the gospels we know are consistent because they were there together. Right. But I see this constantly, and not just to this scripture, but Isaiah, Jeremiah, Moses, right in the first five books, like he Then you can go on into the New Testament. The consistency that threads through that Bible is amazing to me. So anyway, I could ramble.
0: I mean, I I think you should ramble (laughs) because it's like it is that simple. And I think we get it complicated, especially when we go on Instagram and see a million things that we're looking at and wanting more information on or whatever. Go to God's word. It is so clear. I mean, we're t- talking about waking up early. God, what do you want us to do? Well, what Jesus did is he got up early in the morning. And literally, it says early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up and slipped out to a solitary place it. to pray.
1: <laughs> you nailed it. Before the sun started rising, yeah. Jesus was taught. Jesus, this perfect person, was yeah. talking to his father, Yeah, which is the same father. We're in the same inheritance right? Yeah. It's the same lineage. So I put this down and I, I now I see where God's intertwined it. And last week, I think it was, I, I'm almost certain. I don't know. I just felt like God said, "Nan, you are so loved. Like sometimes I think the little devil likes to calm and shame, shame, shame. And you said that cuss word.
0: Yes, I and know. Girl.
1: I don't mean the big
0: ugly ones, just the S with a couple of more letters. I know. Okay. And that's not to say that we've never cussed. Like I did cuss this week about something like a, like literally something that yes. fell out. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> yes.
1: I mean, I have to say sometimes, I'm around people that like you, Ricky, I could be around you. And I've never heard you say a word per se. And I'm throwing the F, the S-bomb. Not I don't, I'm not the F-bomber, but the S-bomb. And I'm like, why would I be so like that? Like trying to be cool all of a sudden. Like, okay, there is the imperfections that live through us.
0: Yeah, and, that's all we're trying to say is like, God gives grace. Like we mess up. We're not perfect. Like God is good. His love goes forever. He's the same yesterday, today, like he's not going to change. So dive in. (laughs)
1: Literally, when I feel at my lowest because I let the shame of my sin, we'll just call it what it is. Before I even start thinking about grace, like now I go straight to these sweet little words from Jesus. And I want everybody to hear these sweet words. Please, please, please. Yes. Use your name, Ricky, Nan. He says Nan. You are so loved. Yeah. If you just start saying that to yourself and hear God saying that to you, when you are having like a low moment, like get out of that muck and let God just so love you because he does. Okay.
0: So we're going to do it. We're going to leave a space. And so for the person listening, they can say their name and then join us. One, two, three. You, you are, are so loved. Yes. In the name of yeah. Jesus, believe it because he does love you and everything that he's promised you, he's going to bring it to its fullness. And so I I just, man, like, it's so funny that I didn't expect us to talk about cussing in this conversation, but it is something that I think about as a believer. It's like, oh man, I messed up. Whatever that thing is. God doesn't want us to feel shame about it. He wants us to take it to him And he's right there with us with the grace. One of the scriptures that came to my mind today before we chatted was John 1, 16. And it says, out of his fullness, we have all received grace and place of grace already given. And so grace in place of grace is just something that I want to say in this conversation that it's not grace in place of sin. It's not grace in place of shame. It's not grace in place of fault or error. It's grace in place of grace. And it's already given. Like he already died for us on the cross. Mm-hmm. He already, um, he already won. He has the victory. So yes. is there anything else that you wanted to say, Nan, to wrap up this time? This has just been so encouraging.
1: One song, like I was just listening to a bunch of songs, praise songs this morning, just kind yeah. of letting, I mean, that's another way to praise God, right? Right. And, um, from King and Country. Have you, you know, their song you're probably singing out? Oh, yeah. Let yeah. my life be the proof of your love. That's good. And all I do is just, I hope when people look at me, they just see a little bit of Jesus or a lot of bit.
0: What is that song? Let my life be be the proof of your love. Oh, that is so good. Yes. And amen. So let my life be the proof, the proof of your love. This is how we're going to wrap it up. We're going to pray this. We're going to pray these lyrics over you listening. You as well, Nan. Um, just join us in prayer right now. We're going to pray for you. Who's listening. Just draw close to Christ in this time. Know that he hears you. He sees you and you're so loved. Um, the proof of your love by King and country father, this is our prayer to you. If I sing, but don't have love, I waste my breath with every song. I bring an empty voice, a hollow noise. If I speak with a silver tongue, convince a crowd, but don't have love. I leave a bitter taste with every word I say. So this is my prayer to you. So let my life be the proof, the proof of your love. Let my love look like you and what you're made of, how you lived, how you died. Love is sacrifice. So let my life be the proof, the proof of your love. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Amen. And I just want to finish this with saying, I had some feedback from a friend who's a Christian the other day, tell me that, you know we we really shouldn't pray for us to decrease and god to increase and i just want to say with that as we we just wrap up this time it's not decreasing us as in uh you know we're lifeless we have life because of christ eternal life because of christ um but it's god to grow in us and the selfishness to decrease so i just i pray uh, man thank you nan for just talking about this the proof of your love so let my life be the proof, the proof of your love. That's that's my prayer for you, for us to decrease, self to decrease, and God, for you to increase in our life. So let my life be the proof of your love. That's so good. Man, thank you, Nan. I love you. Love you.
1: Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon. Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders, to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day. Hi, y'all. This is Nan Charland, the owner of the Laurel Oak Inn Bed and Breakfast in Gainesville, Florida. You can find the Laurel Oak Inn on the internet at laureloakin.com or Facebook and Instagram, Laurel Oak Inn. Until we meet you in person, we certainly hope you're enjoying life to its fullest. <laughs> <laughs>